This is The Ship Show, and you're going to know why it's called that when I introduce your hosts, Lex and Finley. We got our own intro, wow. <laughs> Surprise! That was a surprise Wasn't to me, cool? even. I was waiting for her to say new Arthur AJ or something. <laughs> welcome to the Callaway, well, welcome to the Ship Show, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. I'm going to show Jeff how this intro thing is done. Before we start, are you subscribed to the show? If not, hit that subscribe button, mash it, as they say on other podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen can to we, your podcast. Can we, can, sorry to interrupt you yeah. here. You're doing such a great oh. job. But can, can we not do what other podcasts do? Well, I the mash, you don't you don't say mash. I don't say mash, and okay. I definitely would not that's, say that. That's fair. I don't want to be inauthentic. No. Okay, hit the subscribe button. There um, you go. And if you want to talk to us, and specifically me, because I'm the person that checks the email and the voicemail, which I haven't had a voicemail in a couple of months, and I'm really upset about it. Call us at seven six zero eight zero four four six five three, or email us at shipshow at callawaygolf.com. Do you think if Jacob or Ryan from San Marcos <laughs> called and left you a message, would that help? That would be a huge help. I think that, I, yeah, two, it'd be two more messages than I have right now. Okay. Well, they definitely wouldn't talk about uh, the, the male host on this show. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they were smart and they were trying to get something out of it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so they won't be calling. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's the first... Thursday of October, October 3rd. However, Jason, in the spirit of being authentic, we are not recording this on Thursday. No, because if we were, it would be a minor miracle. It would be. That I would be recording a podcast from 40,000 feet over the Atlantic Ocean. And that I would be recording like three podcasts at once. That would be pretty crazy. Probably not possible. But anyways... Happy October, everybody. I mean, it means we're officially in fall, which for us in San Diego is prime golf season. I don't know if most people know that, but we do brag about our weather here and there. Um, <laughs> if you are out playing golf or you're coming out to see us or go to the desert or whatever to play golf, um, we definitely suggest that you check out our triple track golf balls. Wouldn't you say so, Mr. Golf Ball? I would. And, you know, I would say that apparently... This alignment idea on <laughs> golf balls, maybe there may be something to it. Sounds like it's catching on. Yeah. 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 So, really big, big ideas. <laughs> big but ideas. what I will say, the science of triple track and veneer acuity and mm -hmm. things like that, there's actually something to this one. It's Not true. just, hey, look, <laughs> we have a pad printed line on either <laughs> side of our side stamp. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. Triple track. Yes. It is a fantastic science. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. We're in the season, Lex, mm -hmm. where um, there might be some prototype golf balls kind of mm. around these days. Yeah. Um, and as the golf ball guy, as mentioned earlier, I may have a few of those come my way. Uh-huh. So I've been playing a few of them. Okay. Some of which do not have triple track. Okay. And, and? I am lost. Oh, wow. It's like my whoopee. Yeah. You yeah. what? Wait, what? You don't know what a whoopee is? No, what's a whoopee? It's like your blankie. Uh-oh. Yeah. I've never heard that term before. You don't have, you don't have had any kids yet. <laughs> well, if Not you, that I have a whoopee, but... <laughs> you could have a whoopee. <laughs> that I sounds still, really bad. I still, have my, I still have my stuffed animal from when I was little. His name is Nanook. He was the first blue-eyed beanie baby. 
Anywho, okay. if you would like to try Triple Track or find out more about the science behind it, we have some content around that on our website, CalwayGolf.com. Little shameless plug there. But um, what else can you find there, Lex? You can also find our new Jaws MD5 wedges. I always pause because I feel like I should say MD5 Jaws, but it's Jaws MD5. Okay. Right? Fair. Um, and it, we had our tour launch last week in Napa. And if you saw on our website or on our social channels, we had some video content with some of our players. Um, we've had, actually, it was the most successful tour launch we've ever had. Um, Best conversion we've ever had. Yeah, over 27 in the bag immediately. Guys like Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, and Mark Leishman are all playing them. So we think you should too. And we're playing them, which is, I don't know. Little shout out. I yeah. hate that I'm going to do this. Lex. Oh, boy. But speaking of Jaws MD5, I have to give credit where credit is due. Okay. As personal as this was for me to take a loss to this individual <laughs> in the playoff of our Grinders Cup that we do at our sales meeting yes. every year. Uh, somehow, some way, uh, it's like a Ryder Cup format with a bunch of teams. Then it goes down into a horse race. Wouldn't you know it, the last two teams standing included <laughs> me on one team and Johnny Rodriguez Johnny on the other Rodriguez. team. And this man with his jaws wedges uh-huh. Did he crush broke you? my heart. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, to be fair, in my defense, it was a little more my partner that broke my heart. Okay. Because <laughs> it's an alternate <laughs> shot format, and he may have hit an 85-yard shot. 110 yards. Shout oh. out Richard Taylor. Oh. oh. <laughs> I love you, buddy. But Johnny was unbelievable. Him and his partner, Casey Parks, beat us fair and square. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly as a result of Johnny's play wow. with his Jaws MD5 wedges. I would say the spin and the hype is real. Sarah and I got to play um, with some of the new wedges when we went to New York a couple weeks ago. Um, I just, I, I don't usually, as someone I would consider a less skilled player i you know like spin and all of that is not something i feel like i can control as much yeah. but hitting these wedges definitely i think hitting new wedges in general always feels really good but um you could definitely feel like a little bit of a catch in the ball with them so if you want to give them a try go to callawaygolf.com order yourself some you won't be sorry I don't think so. But let's get to the real reason that we're here today. Since we're hosting, you know that it's an A15 episode. Um, we had our good friend David Horlander in. Well, he came by Callaway headquarters because he was getting fit for his birthday. And then we had him call in to do a little A15 interview with us. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, David's one of the best. And, you know, I've had the chance to, to be around him a little bit at some of the events when I've been back in Louisville doing uh, some of our events and just a world-class guy. And I think listening to his story about his connection with golf and mm -hmm. how it came about first, it was amazing that he wanted to share that with us. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it speaks volumes to how cool this game is and, and what it can mean to so many different people in so many different ways. So yeah. um, I think it's, it's, it's awesome to hear not only that, but to hear, you know, how his relationship with Callaway all started and, and the history there. So uh, we look forward to, uh, to hearing everybody, having everybody else here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We talked about a few things, you know, especially I think what was interesting to me is that a recent club has replaced his all time favorite one, which was the Mac daddy Two. Hmm. 
which I actually never got to play. Anyways, um, yeah. So, Jason, why don't you take us into this interview? So, here he is. The man, the myth, the legend. Happy belated 50th birthday to David Horlander. Hey, David. How's it going? It's awesome. Hey, how are you all doing? <laughs> Good. Jason's also joining us on the phone. Hey there. How is everybody? <laughs> okay. Um, so we're here today with David. Please don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name. David Horlander? Horlander, correct. Horlander, yeah. Um, he's one of our, what we consider our A15s, so our super fans. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast, David. And I think it's it's really cool. This is our third our third, right, Jason? Third interview? Yes. Yeah. Third interview. That's um, correct. Yeah. So third time's a charm, which means this is going to be a really fun, fun little chat we're about to have. Um, so before we dive into your journey in golf, how, um, like, what do you do during your regular days? Regular days? Well, I work for a hospital system here in Louisville, uh, in our IT engineering group, and I manage a, a group of PMs, and we, they actually head up. Uh, all hardware application, network infrastructure projects across our system, uh, including anything related to like new design, construction, and acquisitions. So how did you go from that to golf? <laughs> what, in terms of in how, did, how did I get into golf? Of, yeah, how did you get to golf from being, you know, um, being in the medical field pretty much? Well, it's, it's, I, it feels I, I, actually I work in IT, and oh. which which is even which is even which is even funnier because uh, <laughs> I guess I don't I don't pigeonhole into the the typical stereotype of you know of an IT employee. So, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and, we won't get into what that I, really I, is, David. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get flamed, and so anyway, long, yeah. So long story short, um, so yeah, how did I get into golf? So. Um, Ten years ago, I quit drinking um, when I got sober, and something I really don't talk about. But um, so when I got sober, uh, immediately what I did is I immediately threw myself into work. Um, it was I don't know if it was something I control or whatever, but in, in the process, I was like literally working like 80, 90 hours a week. Wow. Um, yeah, it was. I had a period where I think I worked like two hundred hours, like over eleven days, finishing up a project. Um, but it got, got to a point where I was literally physically, mentally burning myself out. So, um, I had a follow-up appointment with my provider and he just pretty much told me, you look like shit. <laughs> and, uh, he did. It was just, it was just very, very blunt. And he said, he said, I need to give you a piece of advice. He said that the track that you're on right now, you're either going to relapse or you're probably going to have a heart attack or a stroke. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, and just. And just, yeah, exactly. And you know, at the time, I was just even—I uh, was like, uh, I was what forty-five at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was so during the point of the conversation, he just brought up a random question. He said, "Have you ever thought about playing golf?" And I'm like, oh, "That's okay." And it's like, no. And I, I you know, in my, in my family, really nobody played golf. You know, we you played basketball, you played baseball, you played football. Mm -hmm. Um, occasionally we had the corporate scramble, but I was there really to party more than anything else. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, after, after the appointment or whatever, I kind of thought about it a little bit. I remember saying something to my wife and, and there was a, uh, there was a guy that actually had a contract with that, um, used to do consulting work and he used to live in our old neighborhood. And I, I called him up because I knew he played golf every now and then. I said, 
you know, I kind of explained the conversation to him, and I said, will you take me out? And the poor guy was literally on the verge of having two knee replacements. And uh, and he met me at this, this little nine-hole public course called Sleepy Hollow um, here in Louisville. And um, I don't know if he brought the clubs or if he got the clubs from the, from from the from the pro there but uh we went out and played nine and and you know i still from this from this point on from that day i specifically remember shots i took during that round you know just like they happened yesterday and from that point on i was like literally hooked um so um i turned so a few days later i went to golf headquarters a great local uh golf shop you know here in town and went over there and and it explained that, you know, I was getting into the game and, you know, I, I wanted to go and purchase some clubs. And I said, well, you know, let's start you off with some used ones. So I picked up everything or a set of X20s and, and it was a big berth of 460. There was a four wood. Uh, it was an Odyssey 9. And, and you know, from that from the next, you know, several months, I literally lived in a driving range. I hit balls for hours. And, you know, for me, that little probably five by six foot spot was just therapeutic because you could just you know sit and um you know and just really just think about shit and life and it was just the process yeah. of there's something therapeutic by hitting ball after ball so but you know dur- during those months i realized that you know i wasn't that great i mean i mean be specific i think at that point in time i had five different swings I had a drink swing for a driver swing for a fairway swing for a long iron mid iron <laughs> and this loopy ass swing i had for you know hitting a wedge so um, I knew I needed some help, so I went and tracked down a PGA Pro, and and once and every week for the next year and a half, I worked with this person, uh, you know, and trying to not only you know learn learn the swing, but also getting out on the course and 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 actually learning the game. And you know, you know, fortunately, I've got this you know amazing wife that literally tells me every day to go out and, and play, and she encourages it, and and um, and from there point on, you know, I got hooked. David, that's that's an incredible story, and I think first first question is can can I have your wife call my wife? <laughs> <laughs> that's first question. Uh, all kidding aside, you know, I think I think you know you obviously talking about something very personal. I think is is great, and I think you know it speaks to how important this game um, can be mm-hmm. in so many different ways, and what it can mean to to each of us in its own individual way. You know, I know. For me, having had a few health challenges this summer, even, you know, I, I know one of the biggest things for me was, and I think Lex can attest to this, like, at what point can I get back out and play golf, right? Because it is one of those moments where, you know, it, it's it's such a part of our life and it may not have been for you at that time, but it has become that. And I think it, it definitely speaks to, to the game and, and kind of the, the people that you can meet. And I, I think that brings us, to, to another topic is, you know, kind of your, your connection with, with Callaway. Like, how did that start? And how did it, you know, turn from in 10 years being something that you had never done to, you know, now when you're on a vacation celebrating your 50th birthday with your wife, that, you know, not only can, can a bunch of us that work at a golf company celebrate that with you and, and you know, celebrate you and what you were going through on your vacation right out in our neck of the woods, but you know, become friendly and, you know, see you sitting at a, a Cubs game or a Padres game, as I'd like to call it, uh, with people that work in the office with us. And, 
you know, how did, how did you become so connected with, with Callaway and what really draw drew that connection for you? I tell you what, it was, it was, it was 2013. Uh, so there, remember there was an Odyssey nine high toe IX putter that I wanted. It was only available in Japan and, uh, I went ahead and purchased it and, you know, it took almost like three to four weeks for the putter to arrive. And when I arrived, when it arrived, I went to change the weight ports out and one of the screws broke. And, um, of course, you know, I didn't know how to call, get a hold of anyone in Japan. So I, uh, I, I, you know, at that point in time, I was just starting kind of fresh new on Twitter and, and, uh, Chris Kosky used to head up the, uh, the Odyssey group. I reached, uh, reached out to Chris yep. and said, Hey, you know, here's the deal. I shot it to him and, and um and he was like responded back within like 30 seconds and he said hey here's he messaged me he said hey here's the deal he goes why don't you ship the putter to me and uh, he goes we don't we don't actually sell that here but i will find somebody at uh you know here at headquarters that will fix it we'll get it back to you and i was like that's amazing so i went and shipped it off and and, and and I got the putter back literally within you know seven to ten days, and I was in just you know that immediate immediate level of you know caring and and you know service it was just unbelievable. And then from there, you know I, I got to know Chris, and I got to know you know that time, you know a lot of y'all started getting real active with 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 social and and that sort of thing. And and you know later on. What was it about four months later? The PGA was uh, actually here in Louisville, and and Chris said, um, and he said, he said, he said, are you going to go to the PGA? And I said, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to actually going to be out there every single day. I said, y'all need anything? He said, well, you, you do me a favor. He goes, can you pick up uh, Roger Cleveland from the airport? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I was like, uh, hmm. sure. <laughs> so uh, over over the next over the next three days, um, I got to know Roger really well, and you know that following night, you know. Uh, Chad and, and AJ uh, were out there too. I think I think that's when AJ actually just started with Callaway, and then mm-hmm. um, you know it was with Roger. Then started hanging out in, in the tour truck, and you know I got to know Dean and, and Johnny and, and Mike and the guys, and and from there those those friendships just kind of flourished. It's um, you know every time you know we now we have the Barbasol that's it's here in Lexington, you know every single time, and you know former zoo crew Mac Haline, he's over on the web with, with Mike Spoza. <laughs> so when they're over, when they're over in Evansville, uh, for, uh, the, the United leasing, you know, kind of, you know, my door's always open for anybody, you know, if you're in town, let me know, let me host you, let's go hang out together. And, you know, and then from there, it's as, as we've had, you know, events, you know, you know, both speed blitz and that sort of thing where like you or, or Luke, you know, have passed through town, you know, it's just, just an opportunity to kind of not only put a name with a face, but you know, really trying to get to know some folks. And as, as you yeah. kind of deep dive within, within Callaway itself, you know, you, you quickly, you quickly realize that the culture with, with, within, within the walls that you have over the over Rutherford Avenue is unlike anything that I've ever experienced in my life. You, you all have some of the most genuine, nicest, most caring folks, um, that I've ever, I've ever, you know, I've ever met. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I had a couple things going on in my life. One was my dad, my dad, um, contracted Alzheimer's, uh, back in 2015 and, and subsequently died in 2016. And during that whole period of, 
of, you know, you know, my dad being in that long-term care facility, you know, the number of you all that just reached out, you know, messaged me or texted me and wanted to know, Hey, how's everything going? Is there anything that I can do? Um, I'll never forget that. And, you know, after my, after my father passed away, um, you know, a couple of weeks later, a letter came in the mail from, you know, the, the, um, the, the Alzheimer's Foundation and where you all had actually made a, a donation, you know, my father's name and, you know, and, and for that, um, I'm forever grateful. I think we're, well, I speak for both of us when I say we're definitely honored to be a part of something like that. You know, those are, yeah. those are things that our group um, really enjoys doing for sure. And we like, we love when we're able to be so connected to somebody who's connected to us. Like that is, what we really want to do as a group is make this an open door and like a, and a relationship based thing so that people feel like when they buy our products, they're not just like purchasing something. They have access to people, to fun, to community. And it, I think just hearing you talk about it makes me feel like we've actually done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and for 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 me, I think you know one of the best things is is we you know we travel around and wherever we find ourselves, you know, to to be able to see and and become you know friendly, frankly, with with people that you know we'll maybe talk to quote unquote over the internet, um, you know, our internet friends, but to to meet make that connection and and see you at events and and obviously know that you know it's really an extension of of our team and. And that, as Lex said, that's kind of been our goal from the, the start here is to, you know, certainly be, you know, open and accessible and, and have a very kind of open door policy, if you will, of, you know, the the people that we know do so much and spend, you know, frankly, their hard-earned money um, on things that, that help us all do what we do every single day. So mm-hmm. certainly we, we appreciate everything that you do there. And, and that's a great example of, kind of the, the the connection with with Callaway and we hear so many stories like that so it's it's great to to hear another one and, and hear yours but let's talk a little bit about the the recent trip you had out here obviously um celebrating a, a pretty big birthday and you guys spent you know the better part of a week plus in in Carlsbad and San Diego you know how did the how did the fitting go and what'd you end up with in the bag uh so crux of my game for the past year outside of my back <laughs> has been my has been my putting so uh, I went over ECPC and and I got to spend uh, almost two hours with uh, Nick Arthur over there uh, just on putting and it was I mean I tell you it was absolutely amazing um, you know I've, I've got to I've, my flaws I've, I've, I've got this little loop in you know, in transition and impact I've always thought, you know, I'm able to lengthen my swing, you know, my putter stroke a little bit to kind of compensate to get the face back to square. But, you know, some, sometimes, you know, I'm, you know, inter two off from, from center and I'm leaving putt short and that sort of thing. So, you know, Nick put me up on Sam's putt lab and, um, and immediately solved the problem too. I could feel it. And he turned around and, uh, he, um, he, he spun up a, uh, on Austin with, with Stroke Lab, and um, after working with a little bit, all of a sudden it, it was amazing. Jason, the the, the, the loop literally corrected itself, and, mm-hmm. and all putts were, were putts were immediately going online. You know, 
I was going from, you know, an obviously versatile one wide to this, this other product. And, you know, you, you would think that, you know, the, the transition weight and, you know, especially even head weight would be totally different. It was, it was seamless. And I can't, rec- I can't recommend Stroke Lab enough. <laughs> what else did you get in the bag? What did I get in the bag? Well, uh, uh, AT, Mr. Anthony, uh, built me a, a, a couple uh, MD5 wedges, which I, uh, I've, like Alex, I finally took it out of the plastic and, and started hitting them uh, uh, as soon as I got back. They're, they're unbelievable. My, um, you know, it, for, for me, the, the MD5 is, is like we've got the, uh, the, the old Mac Daddy 2s. Mm-hmm. and the MD4s and kind of merge those technologies together in terms of head shape and, and spin rubber along with the, uh, the, old, the old Jaws um, groups, which I absolutely love. And, and surprisingly, they don't chew golf balls, which is, which is totally awesome, <laughs> which Jason probably would like because it means he would be able to sell more balls. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all about that. You know, it's funny <laughs> talking about the, the, the Stroke Lab. Um, I'm actually – uh, you know, sitting and listening to a lot of that at our sales meetings and, and customer meetings that we're in kind of the midst of. And, and really some of the data that you've seen and, you know, you really start to see it when you start to see, you know, things like tour usage where the adoption has grown so much from, you know, a technology that is so different and an analogy that, that Luke uses, right. Of remember the days, well, David, you might not, you didn't play golf probably when this was the case, but you know, I remember when everybody had a steel shaft in their driver, right. And now if somebody had a steel shaft in their driver, they'd be crazy. Right. So, you know, hopefully someday with, with the way we're leading there, that, that can be the case, but you know, to have a, a technology that that's obviously, helping people so much and correct the things that, you know, we're, we're maybe flawed in our stroke, which, and you're right. I think the, the center consistency and, and hitting a putt in the same place every time is something that's so often overlooked because people think, Oh, it's a putter. I'm just taking this little stroke. Of course I hit it in the center every time. And that's just not the case. So yeah. I think it's been great to no. see how stroke club has changed that. You know, what's funny. I was just in New York for a women's golf event and, um, and one of the girls I was playing with actually got, she was fit at her club that she plays at. Um, and she's there because her boyfriend and her family are there and they fit her for all of her clubs, except for her putter. She got fit into another brand for everything else. And, um, but then I saw she had a stroke lab putter and, um, she's like, yeah, they just told me, they just told me to pick one. And I was like, What? And she proceeded to tell me about how she spent all this time getting fit for everything else. And then they didn't really do anything about the putter. They told her to pick one that she liked and that that was enough. And, um, and I was like, well, I'm really happy with the putter that you chose considering the rest of your bag is not (laughs) Callaway. Um, but then, um, she was like, yeah, I don't really know much about it. Well, it turns out it's definitely too long for her. Um, she doesn't like, it's like that emotional club, right? She doesn't really feel a connection to it. And, but she has the stroke lab shaft. So she like her temp, her tempo, she feels like it's fine, but everything else about the putter, she didn't really feel attached to. And so I think it's, it's neat that you say you spent so much time like getting fit for your putter. And that's like, that's what we're talking about because you're a big odyssey guy. Obviously you had that, um, the nine high toe, but like I was floored that she didn't get fit, so I got the name of her club pros, and I'm going to harass them. 
Yeah, well, what, what, yeah, what's something I really learned from Nick? I mean, you know, when you start seeing the data with something with, with within within Sam's Pot Lab, I mean, I was uh, I was about three quarters of a, of a degree too far upright. You know, and, and soon and as soon as he made that switch, I, I had a, a completely different role in the ball. You know, and once you're already seeing you know, more putts are going in, I'm hitting my line a lot truer, my pace a lot truer. You know, and which results may have be lower scores, but yeah, I've never understood why why people don't get fit for wedges and putter. I mean, it's they're they're what. Jason, you correct me if I'm wrong in, on my math, but it's more than fifty percent of the shots <laughs> on the course. Oh yeah, you know, and and you think you think about it, right? You would never tell somebody anymore to oh, just go out and demo a driver and and find out which one you like right everybody says go get fit and, and all those things but you're right in, in putter and wedge and and frankly still quite a bit on golf ball and so we'll just go you know just go try a bunch of them and, and see which one's the best so certainly areas that that we're working on uh as well so we think there's a big opportunity there so let's go into a, a few of the uh the fun questions now david um this one i, I this is always one of my favorites of what do you think the total number of Callaway clubs you've ever owned have been? Uh, let's start doing the math. So you have 14 times 5 or whatever. Throw in <laughs> wedges. Throw in 2014, which I owned the X-Hot, the X-Hot Pro, the Razor Fit Extreme, another one. Uh, I'd say somewhere in the in the ballpark around eighty to eighty five. Holy moly, that's a lot. It's pretty of good. Clubs. Well, thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you, Max, and I thank I'm you. Not, I, I'm not Chuck Hoffman, but you know it's it, it's up there. So that is quite a collection. Now, what do you do with all those? Do you I, still have them in your garage? No, it's either trade in. I tell you what, I've I've actually I've actually given away and, and I've cut down clubs for you know, for friends, you know, kids and that sort of thing. So it's trying to spread yeah. out the brand a little bit, but yeah. I mean, every, every year I get fit. So, you know, Billy Tremble used to be the sales rep here. Now we've got Tyler Chills and amazing guys. Um, I needed to find a new fitter cause my guy retired and, uh, they, 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 had, they found me with Greg, they hooked me up with Greg Gibson uh, here in Louisville, who's absolutely amazing. And, you know, and, you know, every January or February I go in with Greg and, and, uh, he fits me, Top to back, top of uh, from top to bottom, the entire bag, and, and I stick um, with you know the clubs that are in there. I had a little problem with uh, with a hybrid. I tried the Apex. It just went. It just went way. For some reason, it went left for me, which is I guess it's supposed to be the anti-left you know hybrid. And, you know, yep. I went and I tried the Great Big Bertha. It just it was too big for me. The Epic Flash Hybrid might be the greatest golf club Callaway has <laughs> ever ever produced. Is I, I, that I'm your, not kidding. Like, favorite club of all time? Now you think the the Mac Daddy two wedges were that was number one until the Epic Flash Sub Zero came out, wow. which gave me like an extra you know with shaft and everything carry gave me like an extra 17 yards. But this hybrid is a game changer. Any chance Alex Alex floors? So I get in on what was it September the sixth, the seventh. He and I and his buddy men and, and Ethan are out playing. I think we're hitting the we're we're in fairway up number four. And Alex says, "Let me let me hit your hybrid." He hits the hybrid. 
He says holy and a couple of cuss words after that. Hit it like three or four more times. We turned around next Sunday, played together. He already had it in the back. Wow. It's that darn. It's that darn good. It's that darn good. My course at home. I've, there's there's a long par three. It's 225 yards. Sometimes it goes. It can go from 235, and it's it's literally owned me every single time. And now I'm literally I'm literally you know hitting the green every single time and putting in, in the opportunity for bird. You know, I'm just, I'm floored. I mean, it's it's literally putting me in positions I've never been before. Literally game-changing. That's it how is. I feel about it my is. hybrid, too. It's a wonderful thing. I'm so happy. And I don't know who designed it, but they, they deserve a raise and an extra vacation. Can I, I have to, I want to ask, well, it's kind of a silly question, but I, when I was first starting to play with hybrids, I hit them really, uh, to be frank, I hit them really shitty. And I, I just like couldn't for the life of me figure them out. And I was one of those people that stood over them and I was like, it's just an iron. It's just an iron. It's just an iron. And then you take the swing and it's like, for lack of a better sound. Um, it's just like, I just couldn't figure it out. Did you feel that way before you got your Epic Flash hybrid? Um, not really. Cause you know, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I work, when you work with somebody for a year and a half. You know, you pretty much, you know, I was always taught, I was always taught with the hybrid, it's just a nice, smooth swing. Just, you know, stay, you know, stay centered with the ball and just nice, smooth swing and just take all the way through. And, and, um, you know, I, I don't know, I can't really for life me, I can't tell you if I sweep it or if I hit down on it. Um, this is, this is the Epic Flash hybrid is, is literally, you know, the first hybrid that will not go left for me. It's just, and it just, it just takes off like a like a bullet. Well, you know what? So, now you've taught me something. So I think, I think this has definitely been been a good thing, at least for me. I hope you feel the same way about this interview. I think we definitely we have one more question for you. Sure. Before we let you go, who is your favorite member of the Zoo Crew now that you've been a part of us for a few years? I can't answer that. I mean, because <laughs> because I mean, even if you go back to the original Zoo Crew. Every single one of every single one of you, literally has has a, a certain quality that you know that it's irreplaceable, and it's you know you know from it's and, and, and from each one. I mean, I could I could I could I could literally just roll it all off, but I can't answer that uh, because I love I love each one of you all you know equally. But um, but so I, I guess for for everyone so. Who actually makes up the who's actually makes up the zoo crew these days? So I know I know Tyler's now in there. I know Matt's now involved. Um, who's all over the zoo crew? That's a pretty loose definition, to be honest with you. Because um, it used to be just it, internal marketing, but it kind of spreads out, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I would say it's a it's a very uh, loosely defined club and. You know, it's it's merely meant to be, you know, it started with the idea when, when Harry first came on board that, you know, the, the function of our group, we wanted it to be part newsroom, so very um, kind of topical and relevant, you know, basically day by day, thinking about what we were going to be doing and what was hot that day and that kind of thing, being part creative agency, so coming up with cool, unique, you know, different ideas and part being morning radio show, right? So that's kind of where the Zoo Crew idea came from. And I think, you know, that 
that really lives up to, you know, think about a morning radio show where people are coming in and out and there's a lot of, you know, main characters, if you will, but then there's, there's a lot of supporting uh, cast as well. So I, I don't, I don't know that there is an actual definition. I think there is a board in the office still that has some nicknames and things like that. Um, but it is pretty much the entire marketing team, but, you know, certainly there's, you know, past members of that that have either moved on to different places within the company or, you know, even in some cases have moved on with their, their lives and jobs and things like that. Um, more so now probably than ever, but you know, it's a, it's a pretty broad group. And I think it, it is, you know, kind of like we talked about from the beginning of just a way for us to be, you know, very open and honest with, kind of the, the people that are so engaged with what we do. And uh, so it's really just an extension of, of our team. Yeah, and I tell you what, so when I came in there on that Monday and, and Ethan kind of gave me a gave me a tour of the shop or whatever, um, you know, all I'm going to say is, you know, I, I really appreciated, you know, everybody's, you know, time and, and hospitality. You know, it was it, everybody made me feel extremely welcomed. And, you know, you're meeting folks for the first time, you know, in person, but you feel like that, you know, you've known them forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I, I just, you know, I, so I just want, just want to, you know, every, everyone, I just want to say thanks. You know, you all made it an incredible 50th birthday and, and, uh, I'll never forget it. Well, David, we really appreciate you joining us and we definitely uh, even more so appreciate you talking, uh, talking to us about your story of why you got into golf. I think, um, I'm sure you are not the only one out there who made a life change and then this game provided something that you can release your stress, like you said, like be very therapeutic with and also make new friends and find something that you can stick with for a long time. So thank you so much for talking to us today. Hopefully we'll see you again in the office soon, even though you were just here. I think we're all ready to have you back so we can go play golf. <laughs> Might be out there next September. I really fell in love with the place. Yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks, David. Thanks, David. Have a great time, and thanks for all your support. Hey, thank you. All right, welcome back to the A15 Ship Show with Lex and Jason. We even have our own intro now. That's so cool. It's so exciting. I feel like I've made it. Yeah, we have. But, you know, it was was awesome to have uh, David... Uh, on the show and it, it kind of went to a place that uh, wasn't necessarily on our on our rundown of, of questions on how you know he came about getting into to golf but you know it just just to hear the passion that he has for the game and what it's meant to him personally yeah was was so cool and then you know hearing some of his stories about how his relationship if you will, with, mm-hmm. with Callaway has, has come about and, you know, hearing some of the highlights of his trip out here and what that's all meant and what is some of his different favorite clubs and, and things like that were. And just, just the whole story is, um, is pretty incredible. And, you know, he talked a little bit about Chris Kosky in there. And I remember the first time he had that interaction with mm-hmm. David, him walking down to my office when he was here and talking about David. So mm-hmm. it's funny to have that come back, but you know, he's, he's a, he's a great guy and certainly look forward to the, the next one of these that we get to do. Yeah, definitely. We're always happy to tell people stories and when it gets personal, like we did with David and hearing about how like much of a community he's built through the game is really special. So if 
you weren't one of the people that emailed us in this first round of wanting to either be on the show yourself or nominate somebody, please send us an email at shipshow at callawaygolf.com. We do have kind of a queue of people, but we will be doing these episodes for as long as you keep them coming. So, And where can they call and also make, make 760-804-4653. That's 760-804-GOLF. The best phone number around, AJ put it to memory um anywho i think it's time for us to jet i mean technically you're not on a jet but you're on a plane um and it's time for us to get out of here but like i said send us an email we'd love to hear from you guys we love doing these episodes in these interviews and getting to know all of you um next week jeff and aj will be back into in the studio talking who knows what well i'll know by then because i'll plan what they're talking about but <laughs> we'll see oh you know what jason I had something special that I wanted to say to you. So, if you all are avid listeners, you would know that I had a little bit of a bragging party, which is not very much in my nature, <laughs> a week or two ago about a uh, about beating Finley after he had chirped at me a little bit, and he reminded me. I didn't chirp at you specifically. No, no, no. You chirped at you chirped at the Pick'em League yeah. that we're in, which is fun because it's a lot of people and there's chances for people to win and all this stuff. But I won a week after Jason had said, "Who are all these?" The I beat him in the tiebreaker. And um, he kindly reminded me that I did not mention he whooped my butt in fantasy football the week before. So I wanted to put that out there for everyone to know before I gave my outro. Yes. It's only fair. I am. It would be against my (laughs) Totally. (laughs) No, I started fantasy football in three. Oops. AJ will be back with part five picks next week. Until then. We'll see you next time on The Ship Show. Woo! It's amazing. We have officially survived another pirate ship show. Thanks for listening. For more, go visit CallawayGolf.com.